From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Graham, VK4BB. This is WIA National News for week commencing March 22, 2015. Vanuatu cyclone recovery has lack of immediate emergency communications. We've all heard how tropical cyclone Pam caused severe damage when it hit the Pacific nation of Vanuatu last weekend. Recovery from the Category 5 cyclone in the archipelago will take a very long time and more bad news can be expected as rescue and recovery teams reach many islands. No organised emergency communication system has stepped in to fill the gap left by the loss of telecommunications, with responders and the community short of vital details. Like some other Pacific countries, very few local radio amateurs exist and no communication has been heard from many islands. A call for tangible help has gone out to ZL Hams and later in this bulletin, Jason, VK2LAW, will read part of that plea. Ironically, Vanuatu President Baldwin Lonsdale was in Japan at the UN World Conference on Disaster Risk Reduction when the cyclone struck his country. During that UN conference, IARU Region 3 Secretary Ken JA1CJP was explaining how amateur radio can contribute to disaster risk reduction. Philippines Deputy Executive Director, Information and Communications Technology Office, told the panel that amateur radio was very helpful in maintaining communication between communities and disaster relief organisations following the typhoon Haiyan in November of 2013. The outcome in Japan is another example of the ongoing work being done by the IARU to further emergency communications provided by skilled and trained radio amateurs. In some extraordinary eavesdropping, scientists from the Australian Antarctic Division have managed to listen in on blue whales singing up to 1,000 kilometres away. The giant whales were monitored during a six-week voyage in the Southern Ocean. The sound actually bounces off layers within the ocean. So, if it gets to a certain depth, it actually propagates horizontally and therefore can travel through the ocean quite large distances. Last weekend's F1 Grand Prix in Melbourne could have been fraught with RF problems for not only the host broadcaster but all the racing teams involved. When a major event is held in Australia, it puts the country on the world stage and attracts international visitors. The level of organisation, preparation and planning that goes into holding one of these significant events is enormous and challenging. As part of their risk management strategy, the organisers of such events will request, in a majority of cases, the assistance and services of the ACMA to provide regulatory support for communications used in the lead-up to the event and during its staging. A case study of the F1 is great reading on the ACMA website. Best read when you visit the link shown in this week's Newscasts Text Edition. This is VK1 WIA from Canberra. Extracts of this program are now broadcast across Europe using the 10 kilowatt output 49 meter AM broadcast transmitter owned and run by radio amateurs. Channel 292 on 6070 kilohertz. Please check the broadcast schedule at channel292.de for times of the English amateur radio news program. Reception reports are very welcome. 73. This is Ed, DD5LP, from near Munich in Germany. 
To commemorate Anzac 100, a series of articles is appearing in Amateur Radio magazine. Lloyd Butler, VK5BR, has written many of them, and here's a story of another one of our pioneers, and this is a summary of that article. Doug Whitburn, VK5BY, delivered a speech to the WIA South Australian Division Annual General Meeting in 1928. He was the secretary, he was in charge of its VK5WI operation, and president from 1931. In 1929, he supervised radio communication in the Centenary Air Race from Sydney to Perth. The RAAF Reserve provided communications on the occasion of the first public performance of the newly formed RAAF Wireless Reserve. During the air race, what must rank as an outstanding achievement was carried out by Doug, who was in charge of the biggest and most difficult section, Adelaide to Kalgoorlie. The planes were single-engined, open cockpit, and all communication was by Morse. He coordinated 20 radio amateurs and devoted hundreds of hours during the six-day race. When World War II started, many radio amateurs, including those in the RAAF Reserve, served and made use of their pre-war operating experience to train wireless operators. Among them was Sergeant Doug Whitburn and others. After the war, Doug continued his activity within the South Australian WIA division. Now, ANZAC 100 is joined by 0P0PPY, and when you write that out, it spells poppy. Now, many who left the shores of Australia to serve in World War I did not return. One of the war graves and memorials for fallen Australians is Polygon Wood in Belgium. At Polygon Wood, a large mound known as the Butt, used for training by the Belgian Army before World War I, now stands a memorial to the 5th Australian Division. Polygon Wood was destroyed in the battle. It has been rebuilt with walking tracks and to honour those who served the Great War. It has a large cemetery. Many Australians now visit Polygon Wood, its Brothers in Arms Memorial and stop at the Anzac Rest Cafe after tracing the footsteps of family members who served in the area in World War I. To honour those at Polygon Wood, the commemorative call sign 0P0PPY will be activated Anzac Day, April 25. Now, Anzac call sign deadline looms. All applications by clubs or individuals for use of Anzac commemorative call signs must be received and processed by the WIA by March 31, even though the appropriate event is to be held much later. The event has generated a lot of interest both here and overseas. All those who have been granted an ANZAC commemorative call sign have read and understood the purpose and obligations that are up for all to see on the WIA website. And remember, individual radio amateurs may substitute the normal VK in their call sign with the alternative prefix of AX, and this for 48 hours, April 25 and 26. But if you do so, it's highly recommended a QSL card with the AX call sign be issued. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. WIA Board Talk. The Australian Communications and Media Authority is seeking comment on a proposal to remake the amateur LCD and the class licence, enabling overseas amateurs visiting Australia to operate here. Listeners might recall that the amateur licence conditions determination will sunset on the 1st of October this year and has to be remade if amateur licences are to continue beyond October. We'd all like our licences to continue beyond October 1st, wouldn't we? The Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, 
is responsible for remaking the licence conditions, the LCD for short. So, here's what's happening. On Friday the 13th, the ACMA published on its website a draft of the proposed remake of the LCD, along with a draft of the proposed remake of the class licence enabling overseas amateurs visiting Australia to operate here. The ACMA is seeking comment from the amateur radio community on these drafts. As the WIA has advised previously, the proposed changes are of a minor nature, generally administrative tidying up, with no significant changes. However, before you reach for the blowtorch, this is not the last gasp at improving our licence conditions for some time to come. In previous discussions between the WIA and the ACMA over the log of claims concerning licence conditions we sent last June, the ACMA indicated that later there will be an extended review and public consultation process to address issues raised by the WIA. When you download the draft remake of the LCD from the ACMA website, it's a Microsoft Word document, you will see all the proposed variations in track changes. You will get the sense that there's quite a bit of tidying up proposed. At the same time, but as a separate issue, the ACMA proposes to restrict access to two segments of 25 megs and 50 megs bandwidth in the 9 centimetre band at 3.4 gigahertz for advanced licensees, where spectrum access may be required by the National Broadband Network, the NBN. To allay the fears that we're losing yet another band, we understand that the impact will be limited to relatively small areas around the fringes of the main metropolitan cities and some regional areas that are hard to access for the technologies being generally deployed by the NBN to provide wideband internet services. If you look at the current WIA band plan for the 9 centimetre band, you will see that there are some blocks of spectrum not available for amateur use in some geographic areas within Australia. This has been the case for some years. So, the ACMA wants to hear from you. So do we. You will find a link on the WIA website homepage near the top of the latest news list. Should you have questions for us, or you want to send your thoughts, address them to the Spectrum Strategy Committee via the National Office email address, the PO Box, or fax number. This has been WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. The Board of the WIA, at its discretion, makes awards to members for their contribution to amateur radio. These awards are usually presented at the WIA's annual conference and AGM. The Board is now calling for nominations. When completing the survey, you are not required to suggest which award should be made. The Board will assess each nomination and decide which awards, if any, will be made. Now, nominations close again on March 31, and awards will be announced and, where possible, presented at the WIA's 2015 AGM and Conference in Canberra, May 9-10. to 10. Did you get the date? May 9-10. Online registrations are now open for the 2015 WIA AGM weekend being held in Canberra. This is your opportunity to join in the fun of this annual event. Commencing Friday evening, there will be an informal dinner and get-together being held at King O'Malley's Hotel, City Walk, Canberra. Then on Saturday morning, we'll be holding the WIA AGM meeting and open forum. This will be followed by an afternoon program celebrating 10 years of the Foundation licence and looking forward to the future of amateur radio in Australia. 
for the partners not attending the AGM meeting, a partners tour is being provided by Canberra Day Tours. That's the same company who provided the centenary weekend partner tours. And Sunday, of course, will be an excellent opportunity for all attending the weekend to visit the many local Canberra attractions and to celebrate the Anzac centenary. Don't delay, register today. Look under the News and Events menu on the WIA website or click the link in the What's On section on the homepage. See you in Canberra. This is Robert VK3DN. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hams across Australia, a couple of ham fests, VK4, and next Sunday, the 29th of March, the Great Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club Melbourne Annual Ham Fest is the place to be. We have a great selection of new and old gear, commercial traders and hams from around Australia with wares to browse. Carsten will be demonstrating some new HF amplifiers, Peter will have a great selection of books, Paul will have his HF loops and Rod will have have his HF dipoles. We have many more interesting things to tempt you on the day. The raffle this year has items donated from a number of traders and will be drawn at midday. Jack will be cooking up a storm on the world famous barbecue for breakfast and lunch out the front. We will have plenty of space to sit and chat with old friends and new. Entry is $6 and doors open at 10am. The Great Ryrie Primary School in Heathmont is where it will be. Head to www.emdrc.com.au for more details. Hi, it's Ray from the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club Incorporated. It's coming closer, folks, and that is Redfest 3, which will be held on the 11th of April at St Michael's School, Caboolture, near the Abbey Museum. Doors will open at 9am. There'll be plenty of second-hand items for sale, as well as seven commercial traders who will be present during the morning. This year, three different tech talks will be presented, and they're all free. Kevin, VK4UH, will provide a detailed talk on Meteor Scatter. Bob, VK4XRay Victor, will discuss the microcontrollers. And Club President Peter, VK4EA, will be discussing EMR considerations of amateur radio operation. Now, if you're interested in disposing of some excess equipment or just and, and therefore interested in having a table to present your items for sale, please contact Peter VK4EA via the club's uh, website, which is www.redcliffradioclub.org.au. So it's 7-3 from Ray, VK4 Charlie Fox and the Redcliffe Club. See you soon. What use is an F-call? Recently, there was a contest that looked interesting. I participate in contests as a way to speak to many stations, to add countries to my DX list, and to learn about how other people run their station. It's a great opportunity to have access to a large number of stations in a short period of time. As part of my preparation for this particular contest, I spent some time reading the rules, so that when I got on air, I'd know what to expect as the exchange, what the other station would say, and what they expected in return to learn what the point scoring system was and what I could expect during the contest. The points were allocated in such a way that contacts were only scored between me and the country that originated the contest. In this case, if I made a contact with a station in Canada or the United States, there'd be a point to be made. 
But if I made a contact with Venezuela or Kenya or the United Arab Emirates, there'd be no points. Just so I'm not mistaken, this is not about me making points. It's about the desirability of people making contact with me. If there's no incentive for a station outside Canada or the USA to make contact with me, because there's no points to be had, there'd be no chance of me talking to anyone other than Canada or the United States. So far, I've made two contacts with the USA. One several years ago, 10 watts, squid pole at the ocean to Portland, Oregon, and one more recently with Austin, Texas, with 5 watts on a tri-element beam. Both those contacts were completely out of the blue. The latter hard work, especially on the part of the other station. The short of it is, as a result, I didn't actually turn on my radio to try and make contacts. To bring home the error of my ways, I was presented with a video made by Peter, VK3 Yankee Echo, who used a Delta Loop and his 817 to make many contacts with the USA. Of course, he's in VK3 and I'm in VK6, he was on the ocean and I'm at a lake, but even those differences wouldn't have prevented me from making contacts. Inexperienced as I am, I chose not to operate. What a mistake. Propagation was great, activity level was high, contacts were there for the taking. Lesson learned. If you don't try, you're guaranteed to fail. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. International News, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Success. Scientists have achieved wireless AC energy transfer across a distance of 55 metres. Scientists in Japan have announced that they've successfully managed to transmit energy wirelessly with high accuracy. It's a game-changing achievement for electricity generation that could one day allow us to place huge solar sheets in space and beam the energy back to Earth. The researchers from the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, JAXA, announced that they had used microwaves to deliver 1.8 kilowatts of power, just enough to power a jug, through the air to a receiver 55 metres away with pinpoint accuracy. This was the first time anyone had managed to send a high output of nearly 2 kilowatts of electric power via microwaves to a small target using a delicate directivity control device, a spokesperson for JAXA said. Every April 18, radio amateurs worldwide take to the airwaves in celebration of World Amateur Radio Day. It was on that day in 1925 that the International Amateur Radio Union was formed in Paris. Since its founding, the IARU has worked tirelessly to defend and expand frequency allocations for amateur radio. Thanks to the support of enlightened administrations in every part of the globe, radio amateurs are now able to experiment and communicate in frequency bands strategically located throughout the radio spectrum. From the 25 countries that formed the IARU in 1925, the IARU has grown to include over 160 member societies in three regions. IARU Region 1 includes Europe, Africa, the Middle East and Northern Asia. Region 2 covers the Americas and Region 3 is comprised of Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific Island nations and most of Asia. The International Telecommunications Union, ITU, has recognised the IARU as representing the interests of amateur radio. Today, amateur radio is more popular than ever, with over 3 million licensed operators worldwide. World Amateur Radio Day is the day when IARU member societies can show our capabilities to the public and enjoy global friendship with other amateurs worldwide.
IARU has provided a downloadable poster for World Amateur Radio Day 2015. Any group may download it and have it printed locally for promoting WARD in their area. This note just into ZL Hands. Hi, I run the NZ registered charity OceansWatch.org. We have been supporting very remote communities in North Vanuatu and the Tomotu district of the Solomon Islands for the last seven years. As you know, Cyclone Pam has just been through Tomotu and North Vanuatu. I'm in communication with a few people up there by mobile phone text and have learnt that some HF radios have been smashed up or ruined by water. These communities and the health clinics that support them, some of which have no mobile phone network, rely heavily on ham radio. They need to communicate with agencies that can help them, including hospitals, maritime services and aid organisations such as ours, Red Cross and World Vision. I'm appealing to ham operators to see if anyone has a working ham or maritime band radio that's not being used that they would like to donate. It can be sent to Ocean's Watch and we shall arrange onward shipping and installation. Garrick 2015 details announced. The only international conference on amateur radio emergency communications will be held in June at Tampere, Finland with the theme Cooperating with Authorities. Tampere saw the birth of the annual global amateur radio emergency conference Garrick in 2005. Jim Linton, VK3 Papa Charlie, Chairman IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee, says a prestigious keynote address will be given during the conference that is hosted by the Finnish Amateur Radio League and organised by Finland's National Emergency Communications Society. Program Committee Chairman Dr Seppo Sisato, Oscar Hotel 1 Victor Romeo, will review Garrick from 2005 to 2015 along with a non-government emergency relief agency. The IARU Region 1 Emergency Communications Coordinator Greg Mossop, Golf Zero Delta Uniform Bravo, will chair a very interesting discussion on cooperating with authorities, what have we done? The tools for amateur radio MCOMs will be discussed along with a long-range provincial MCOM repeater to be introduced by Yuha Hartika, Oscar Hotel 7, Hotel Juliet. Reports are to be delivered from the IARU regions 1, 2 and 3 in a session chaired by Oscar Hotel 7, Juliet Papa and the SRT President. Garrick 2015 will be on in Finland June 23 to 24. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ 2015. This weekend in full progress is the John Moore Memorial Field Day, 21st and 22nd of March. From UTC 0100 hour Saturday to 0059 hour Sunday. More contesting news. Who can forget that it's the Tablelands Radio Group's AMNCW and Anzac Day, 25 April. Harry Angel Sprint, 80 metres, May 2. Trans Tasman Contest, 18 July from 0800 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Remembrance Day Contest, August 15 and 16. Oceania DX Contest Voice, full first weekend in October. Oceania DX Contest CW, second full weekend in October. Special event stations DX, Beacon, Repeater and Netavice. 
EI90IARU. The Irish Radio Transmitter Society has been issued with the call sign EI90IARU to commemorate the 90th anniversary of the founding of the International Amateur Radio Union in Paris in 1925. The call sign is available for use by any EI station in the 26 counties holding a current amateur station licence. And to make sure no duplication of the call by operators, Dave O'Connor, EI6AL, is the coordinator. 4S7KKG DC0KK will be active as 4S7KKG from Sri Lanka through until April the 10th. He operates mainly using CW and the digital modes. QSL via DC0KK via the Bureau. To mark the 90th anniversary of the founding of the South African Radio League, ZS90SARL is in the ether until the end of April. Turkey, TA. Special event station TC100GLB is QRB until April 30 to commemorate Gallipoli 100 years ago. Activities on the HF bands using SSB, RIDI and PSK. QSL via TA1CM. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. This is VK1WIA from Canberra. Extracts of this programme are now broadcast across Europe using the 10 kilowatt output 49 metre AM broadcast transmitter owned and run by radio amateurs. Channel 292 on 6070 kilohertz. Please check the broadcast schedule at channel292.de for times of the English Amateur Radio News programme. Reception reports are very welcome. 73. This is Ed, DD5LP, from near Munich in Germany. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF. Hi there, what's happening in the world of ARDF, I hear you ask? Well, plenty. Samosk, Poland, is the venue for the Region 1 Youth ARDF Championships. They will be in June, and in August, the Region 1 ARDF Championships will be contested in the Mariansky Lanzi region of the Czech Republic. Apologies for the pronunciation there. Also in August there will be the Region 2 ARDF Championships. They will be contested in the Elbert area in the US state of Colorado. More closer to home, our Region 3 Championships will be held in the Shibukawashi Gunamaken area of Japan. Hope I got that right. This event will be from the September the 6th until the 12th. Normally there are only two classic ARDF events during the championship, but this time two extra events have been added. They are a Fox Hall and a Sprint event, so there will be plenty of radio transmitters to locate. Currently the WIA team for Japan consists of five competitors, and if you are interested in joining the Australian team bound for Japan, please let the WIA ARDF coordinator, Jack, VK3, WWW know. Jack's email is vk3www at wia.org.au and again vk3www at wia.org.au Good hunting. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio IIAU Emergency Telecommunications Guide now available. At the 2014 IIRU Administrative Council meeting, the Council approved the IIRU Emergency Telecommunications Guide and the guide is now available on the IIRU website. This Emergency Telecommunication Guide was developed to provide IIRU member societies with materials suitable for training their members to participate in emergency events.
It was also designed to provide guidance to the individual amateur radio operator who has had little or no experience in handling emergency communications but desires to enhance their ability to participate in such events or to simply have a better understanding of the process. IARU member societies have been encouraged to distribute this guide among its membership and, if necessary, to provide a translation to a language used within their own country. This guide can also be used in conjunction with other training materials by leaders within the emergency communications community to train radio operators in basic theory and practice of handling emergency communication traffic. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Summits of the Air Kerry VK7PAK has been bitten by the SOTA bug and has activated VK7SC-017 Mount Mangana on Bruni Island. From what he said, he had a good walk up the mountain accompanied by his partner Lynn and made 11 contacts. So, if you like bushwalking, why not combine that with radio and give it a go? Worldwide Special Interest Groups VHF and above prestigious UK Fraser Shepherd Award has been awarded to VK7MO. Congratulations to Rex Moncur, VK7MO, who has been awarded the prestigious Fraser Shepherd Award by the Radio Society of Great Britain Board. This award recognises research into microwave applications for radio communication and, in Rex's case, the board cites the new 2,700km terrestrial 10GHz distance record and a range of other highly creditable DX-EME achievements, JT modes, Doppler compensation, and many more achievements in this field. Well, congratulations, Rex. Well done. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, thanks for listening quickly. We certainly packed a lot into this week's WIA National News. April 5 in VK2, Yurunga Radio Convention. April 11, VK4, Redfest, Redcliffe Radio Club event. April 12 in VK6, Harg Swap Meet, 10am, Les Murdy Hall, 96 Gladys Road. April 18, Worldwide World Amateur Radio Day. And April 25 in VK3, Anzac Day Radio Afternoon, Ballarat Showgrounds. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK for Double B. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.